0: Hello, all. This is Blonde-Haired Girl. It's the middle of the night. (laughs) Um, I was going to say something. I was going to try to say something interesting, but I couldn't think of anything fast enough. Uh, Just letting you guys know that I'm rambling in the middle of the night again. Uh, Anyway, I wanted to talk about a couple of things, but when I woke up, what was really on my mind was the covid issues. I really want to talk about this again i haven't been talking about it for a while, but I just wanted to to share some things that I have been observing as somebody who I just, I'm really, really in a weird spot with all of this because like I had shared before over and over again in my podcast about the, this seeming pandemic, um, I'm a little bit on the ends, like in a weird spot because I'm, I'm, I guess I'm learning that I'm a moderate. I didn't know how moderate I was, um, but I, I run a little bit liberal generally um but on this issue of this um this pandemic i am way not in the camp with what is going on and i'm gonna go to i have no idea i i really don't know what's going on um so but I woke up thinking about some things. So, so there's been all of this talk recently. So, so what is happening right now is so this is the eighth of February, two thousand twenty one. So this thing is almost a year in. Uh, f- since, well, it's a year since the pandemic hit the U. S. Um could be over a year because we're not really sure exactly when it hit and family members of mine got really sick about this time last year but they didn't know or didn't think anything of a pandemic like um and my daughter was really 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 sick um uh, In February, I think, of 2020, uh, she did not know, did not have any idea that it was um, COVID. And that is not confirmed. She's been tested over and over again. And every time she has tested negative for COVID, even though her boyfriend is a frontline <laughs> health worker. I mean, he's a paramedic. See, he he transports people with COVID all the time, like you know. And the interesting thing that happened with him was that he got really sick. So he 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 ended up getting a fever, and they sent him home. And they said that they sent him home, and were he to behave as if it was COVID. He would not be able to go out back to work for like two weeks and he would not get paid. Um But they did not test. When, when he had this go down, there were not very many tests for COVID. So he stayed home for a few days and then went back to work. Which is really kind of a weird thing, isn't it? Like for like a first line worker, like a frontline health worker. Like it's just the weirdest thing. But anyway, so... Um. So my daughter is, you know, somebody that who absolutely could have and would have contracted it from her boyfriend. Um. Anyway, I, I'm a kind of trying to give some context here because as we all know, I mean, it's really re- weird. Once something becomes news, it's like old news. So... Um, and that's the weird thing about news. It's like as the news is happening, then it's past by the time that they're telling us it's the news, it's all past um <laughs> so so anyway, so what I'm starting to notice is is that. Um, nothing has really in a lot of ways nothing has really changed even though a lot of people are getting vaccinated so a lot of these vaccines are are have been distributed I know of a couple of people who have already had their vaccine Uh, and I have been offered the vaccine and i you know, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed and hoping really good things for the people around me. Because at the very, very least, at the very least, there was not enough um, data on the vaccine for it really to have been distributed. And in taking the vaccine, we're really, really taking part in an experiment and so it's like an experimental vaccine like we really don't know um, the efficacy of it and and even you know they even say that even if you do get this you could still get COVID and supposedly you're still contagious <laughs> as well if you get a bad uh, and in either way, you're still contagious if you get COVID while having the vaccine. So it doesn't even really keep you from getting COVID. Supposedly, you get a better case of it. I always love that. Well, if you get it, it's going to be a better case of it, um, which was not the case for my child. I had a chi- my child got chicken pox even after getting both his chicken pox and the booster he still got chicken pox and people like to say oh well, he got a better case of him and that was not the case he looked like he never had the vaccine and i'm just saying so some of the stuff they say is just in some ways just kind of absurd to me um but anyway one of the things that had been suggested to me um actually over christmas uh i'm i am completely surrounded by republican and trump supporters uh i have i have a couple of people in my life who are not republican and trump supporters but i'm i'm a good percentage of the people around me are um republican and trump supporters cuz you can be a republican and not be a trump supporter you know, being a Trump supporter is not synonymous with being a Republican. So, however, um, and they were trying to insinuate that this was government was motivated by politics. This whole pandemic was put out there, it was politically motivated to... Um, this election. And, and as soon as I heard that, I really, I really went very quickly to shut that down. Like, I didn't want to hear that. I did not want to hear that in my presence. If they were going to talk about that, I just did not want to be part of that dialogue. But in being a person who actually can take in information and digest it, listen to it, consider it, It is kind of weird, isn't it? That after Joe Biden took, you know, was sworn in, there has been this decrease, like a huge dip, you know, and then the the quote unquote CDC or whatever would say that that's just because the Christmas madness and all these people who broke, you know, quarantine rules, over Christmas you know damn them uh damn them getting together with family and friends over Christmas uh um they um they that was just because of the Christmas madness and then now that's over with and so now the numbers are down So it's sort of like, you know, they can sort of mask this, all of this into whatever and squeeze it into whatever box they want to squeeze it into. Now they're talking about, you know, the Super Bowl. Are you all having Super Bowl parties? You know, damn people who have Super Bowl parties, you know, more than two people and all these rules about this Super Bowl parties, you know, um... And, you know, so basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not sure that it wasn't politically motivated. Um, The other thing that I've noticed that I think is really bizarre, I think this is really bizarre, is the stuff that's going on in California. California is a mess. I don't know enough information about it. Uh, to be honest, I I only know just snippets. Like I keep seeing, um, people or issues coming out of LA. Like there's this mass exodus from California, and, and the these um, these quarantines have so cha- like people the businesses are all boarded up and the restaurants and the, the all these businesses just went out of business because they couldn't you know stay open and and there's just this mass exodus and then people lost their jobs and their livelihood, and then they couldn't pay the rent, and there were evictions, and um, all kinds of, of stuff is going on over there, and supposedly, you know, voila, you know, like February 1st or something, almost, <laughs> almost January 20th, California decides, you know, the Governor of California decides to open up California now. How weird. It's like, what? Yeah, just all of a sudden this haphazard, you know. um, And then like, like all the schools are opening up the, my son has started back. It will be starting back this week for a hybrid program, which is just really crazy like he goes to, to in school on Mondays and Wednesdays. And, um, and then when he goes, he has to wear a mask the entire day and has to sit six feet apart from his, his, um, fellow students. And then on top of all of that, he has to, uh, he has one professor Honestly, even with all of this, the professor would still zoom in, so my son would be sitting in a classroom with no teacher looking at a computer screen his teacher on zoom i just don't I just don't even know what to say, and now you have like 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 teachers who are suing school districts saying that they are the government that they are not going to go back into the classroom because like, they don't want to die. They don't want to be forced back into the classroom and risk dying. And they, they, they're like, you can't make me go kind of thing. And it kind of begs the question, how many of these people have been vaccinated? And if they're vaccinated, aren't they clear to go back and teach? I don't know, it's just something going through my mind because the same mentality that would say, that would say, I'm not going back to teach for fear of getting coronavirus would be the same mentality that would say, give me that vaccine pronto. And see, and then you have people like me who I am consistently like told that I am just a stupid person you are just stupid you're dumb because you don't believe in vaccines and you believe in these conspiracy theories because I actually would think twice before getting a vaccination that I could potentially die from that I could potentially be very very sick from Um, could have issues with my body that it never returns to normal. And they would say, well, what if you get COVID? The same thing could happen. Well, the same thing could happen if I got COVID. I'm not sure what to say to that, but I don't know what my odds are, but I'm just going to wait on this thing. And because I'm not rip-roaring, running over to my nearest clinic to pull up my sleeve... I'm a moron. And I, I, I'm not really sure what to say to that. And so here's the other thing with these, these masks that are just so ridiculous. These masks, they really are ridiculous. But what's happening for me personally is that I'm starting to like it. I'm starting to like the fact that people don't know who I am. I'm finding some kind of comfort, and somebody who is, I'm pretty introverted, and I don't really like big crowds at all. So for me, it's kind of cool to be able to put this thing on. Nobody knows who I am, I don't have to wear lipstick. <laughs> I don't have to, you know, worry as much as about what I look like because nobody's gonna know who I am anyway. You know, every once in a while they can kind of figure it out, but um so, so but what I woke up thinking about was this The tracking aspect of it, which one of my best friends gives me so much grief about. She's like, she's basically like, we're already being tracked. You're crazy if you don't think you're being tracked. And what difference does it make? And I want to be able to travel and and do all the things that I want to do. And what the hell difference does it make? You know, and the idea of absolute surveillance of being surveilled the way that they are in china and what the hell difference does it make it's like like we are being tracked like i had i had gotten off of instagram recently because i had heard that the terms of service that they had the ability to turn on my camera anytime and film me. They, and they had access to all of my data. It's like, do I want them to have access to all of my data on my phone? Like, it was so invasive that I just decided that it wasn't worth it to me. And I've been doing this thing where I've been copying and pasting things onto like Facebook uh, or copying and pasting even my YouTube channel. I've been doing it differently than I did before and not allowing them access to my data on my phone. And I'm not saying that they can't find a way to do it, but I'm not willingly letting them have it. Because another thing that is, that is really concerning to me is intellectual property. Not even that I believe any of us have an original thought, but I have a lot of information that is my own intellectual property that I don't necessarily want any, the government having access to my property or Facebook or Instagram, which I know they're the same company. And I also feel like TikTok and these companies are are heavily um, censoring our, our information. So like one of the things that I've actually started to notice is that I hardly hear from David Icke whatsoever in the last, I don't know, I want to say six months. I've hardly heard him anywhere on any platform, you know, so like basically everybody, you know, was in an uproar, not everybody, a lot of people were actually very happy that Trump got deplatformed, that they, you know, bumped him off of Twitter and all of these different platforms and that they were shutting down Parler or whatever. And, And I'm sitting there going, if you think that they are not doing that to all of us, then you're pretty, you just don't understand what's happening. So even with my little channel, I have, I have about, I have 49 prescribers on my, on my YouTube station. My YouTube station I've had for almost three years. And Some of them have, you know, had, I had, the most I've ever has been about 300 people. 300 people watched one of my, um, one of my YouTubes. And that's been the most that's ever watched, you know, any of my YouTubes. Um, but they still censor my material. If I, if I... Uh because I had put up some YouTubes about the thing that went down at the capitol, and they would lock it, they would lock my youtube so that i i wasn't allowed to post about that and and I mean even with my tiny station, and so it started to make me kind of wonder if. YouTube has actually deplatformed me, or maybe not deplatformed, but suppressed my platform so as to not have the information that I'm talking about get out. Uh, and maybe not necessarily even for YouTube, but for the powers that be, you know, because I talk about happiness and it has, it has dawned on me that the powers that be do not want us happy. They don't want us happy. They want us sick. They want us medicated. They want us vaccinated. They want us masks, masked, They want us working, you know, Every day, all the day, keeping us very, very, very busy, making ends meet, and just not focusing on the bigger picture, but just our own little microcosm. You know, it had dawned on me, and I think I've actually talked about this in my podcast, is that it it had dawned on me and come to me one day that that the powers at b are neither democrat nor republican they don't give a crap like they have their little special interests you know they have their their special interest but they um so they have a party so that they that we can categorize ourselves and be either this or that and and then we're all fall in line with something and all of this under the delusion that we have a democracy or we have a say over our lives because see you know you in the primaries you know he got the primary right And and it dawned on me, you know, like that they don't really care because they, they've, they they got the merch on both sides, <laughs> you know, which, you know, I was like thinking about it and I, I'm sure this, this just came to me from another way. I just didn't. Like, just sometimes I sort of just sort of connect the dots. And then I think, wow, you know, am I just so thick that I didn't see that before? But like, for example, the the topic of abortion. So they, the Republicans, a lot of Republicans vote for life. They think they're voting for life. They think that they are voting so that Roe versus Wade will not be changed. Will be changed, I mean. So that it will become illegal to have an abortion in the United States. They're hoping that, that it will abolish abortion in the United States and make it unlawful to have an abortion. And so the Republican Party has, has established this as an issue So that they can keep these voters, but not really wanting to abolish the Roe versus Wade. Now there are some Republicans that are idealists. Like I would say that that Mike Pence is an idealist and would abolish uh, abortion if he could as for example the the um executive order to get rid of all the trans people in the military and uh <laughs> and what a stir that caused and then i guess that that when biden got in he changed that ban uh so that was on an ideology which would be a Mike Pence ideology i don't think that trump cared about so much about but he was he was catering to his the people who got him elected uh this anti gay anti trans uh people bandwagon but anyway i'm i'm sort of digressing but um I wanted to get back to this this surveillance. Okay, so one of the things and I also follow this this woman who I actually really adore. However, I was I was very upset. Not that it even really matters per se, but I believe her to be a Trump supporter. So she's a Republican. And she's also married to a minister, and I believe that they are pro-Trump. She hasn't really talked about it very much, but she had put something on Twitter that really... um. This is what I cannot reconcile in my brain. I cannot reconcile that... People support a man who I believe was part of the sex trafficking organization itself. So, people who are completely against child sex trafficking voted for a predator. And somebody who has allegations against him for raping underage girls. This is what I cannot reconcile in my brain. And I don't, and it's like, when I say this, I'm always, people are always like going over to Joe Biden and acting like Joe Biden is anywhere in line with Donald Trump in all of this. And and I, I just haven't seen it. I just haven't. Like, I feel like there has been evidence or people think that they have evidence. And, and I don't know that, that some of that isn't orchestrated or, or contrived or I don't know. But I do not believe that there is any comparison on this issue between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I just don't believe it. Um, I'm not convinced of that. And that's this is the one thing that I find that people who support Trump do more than anything else is they have this amazing way of diverting every time you try to talk to them about something. Like, please don't divert from Trump right now because what they end up doing is they end up like if I mention anything about Trump, they oh well, what about Hillary Clinton? Oh, what about Barack Obama? What about like they they always have this, you know, deviating from him, and I just. But anyway, she would be one that I. You know, and that would be Peggy Hall of The Healthy American, even though I really appreciate her work because she has been in California and she refuses to wear a mask and refuses to get the vaccine. And she said to be very, very careful with even being tested. And she talked about how they do this test and they stick this thing way up in your nasal passages and she was talking about how it does something to, to your nasal passages. And, and I couldn't tell you exactly. And also this idea of of our DNA, them taking our DNA somehow. But I have been tested twice. The second time I asked for a throat swab instead of sticking this thing up into my brain. Because honestly, the first time it it was... It was very, very intrusive, and I had problems with my left eye, which is the nostril that they went up um, for weeks after I had that nasal swab. I did. I had I had my eye was kind of oozing and um, tearing up all the time, and I could just tell that it had... It had done something. So the second time I had this throat swab and the lady seemed angry with me that I had the throat swab and really, really gave it to me in my throat. I mean, she was just very aggressive. She was the one that came out with a hazmat suit uh, to test me. Um, I don't know if that was like her choice or if she had to do that, but, um, anyway, so I was thinking about what they would gather from that. I mean, they got information in the fact that I was tested and I tested negative twice, but I don't plan to have the vaccine for various reasons, but I would not put it past The powers it be to put some kind of device in it. That would be a tracking device. To hide a tracking device in it. I wouldn't. I would not put that past our government. Or maybe not even our government. But the actual powers it be. And... Anybody and the other thing that is really curious to me is that anybody who's actually talking against it has been has been censored like I was saying, David Ike, I have not heard from him, and so they've had to go underground into and find their own channels there's a guy named Vernon Coleman. I actually ended up buying his book. I have his book um i don't have it right in front of me right now, but I I had heard of, about him from somebody else, and I I absolutely adore this guy. He he just he's like the man in a chair. He just sits there and he reads a script. But he's very very articulate, very well spoken, and absolutely believable. And he posted something like in the last week that they took down. They said he was basically saying that. The government of the UK is not in crisis the way that they're saying that it is. But anyway, the book that I bought of his was called um, Vaccines Are Not Safe and Anybody Who Tells You They Are Is Lying. (laughs) So I get this thing and I'm looking at it like very, very carefully I'm looking at this book very carefully. I'm like, how the hell did he do this? And and he basically has had to publish, self-publish, because nobody will publish his books because he's so controversial, I guess. This little old man sitting on a chair. um, But he... So basically, people who are talking out on this subject are having to self-publish. I also um, bought a book for my son by um, by Simone Gold, Dr. Simone Gold, um, and I don't have that in front of me either, but she, I'm not sure who published her book. She may have had to self-publish her book as well. But she was um, fired from a hospital for speaking out on on the vaccine and the efficacy of the vaccine, and the mask wearing and the and the quarantine and the use of the chloroquine that it actually is an effective treatment for um, for COVID. Um, so basically what is happening is that anybody who would speak out against what is happening with the CDC and the, and Fauci and who is all over the place, mind you. And, you know, and I was, I was somewhat disappointed. Well, not even somewhat, I was very disappointed that uh Joe Biden got us back into the World Health Organization because that the main person of that is Bill Gates and Bill Gates appears to be a it he appears to be quite a psychopath actually um and so it's very very concerning what is going on but the de platforming of these people, anybody who would speak out against and them being you know dangerous or anything that they would say they would get um censored and their videos actually be taken taken off and even their station and all their data being taken um so Then talking just a little bit more about the surveillance and that now it is about the virus. So what they've ended up doing is making people like me, who, um, I'm not in a, in a huge panic about the virus, making a person like me who is remaining calm, in this time of chaos, out to be the villain, I'm the bad guy because I went to visit my family over Christmas. It wasn't a huge gathering, and uh however, um I was really bad, and I went out at christmas uh, you know i you know if I speak out against some of these things, I am deemed, you know, a I've gone rogue, you know. (laughs) And so and then it's gonna be, you know, oh she's a non vaxxer, you know, and yeah, I'm kinda I mean, I'm not a complete non vaxxer. And then people start to like quote these these statistics at me, they start to like, you know, oh, well, during um, the time of um, the smallpox, they they put out 10 million and they stopped the spread of smallpox and blah, 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 blah. Here's, here's, here's just an idea. And I'm not even saying this is the truth. One of the things that I am more concerned about than the vaccine is the intentionality behind the vaccine. So if the intentionality behind the vaccine is actually to help people, that's one thing. If the intentionality behind the vaccine is to make a crap load of money and put surveillance nanobots into all the people throughout the entire world in the meantime that's a completely different intentionality and so that is what you know somebody tried to to do this analogy recently and I just they try. They this guy gets on. This was on TikTok. He gets on and he's like, the guy's shivering in the cold. And he's like, why aren't you wearing a a jacket? Oh well, you know the jacket manufacturers. You know they make a ton of money, and you know the statistics show that you know they're just you know that you hypothermia. it's not a real thing or what. And he was trying to make this analogy between coat manufacturers and. Vaccine manufacturers, and I, and I just—it was just a horrible. It was a horrible analogy. I mean, it really was. I mean, there was it was complete apples and oranges. But I'm sure that there was a percentage of people who would actually buy into that. Besides the fact that you don't have only, only. Three what? Three, four coat manufacturers. You have a gazillion. I mean, how many coat manufacturers are there out there? And yeah, there, are. How many? How many vaccine manufacturers are there out there? What are there three in the U.S. You can choose from three different vaccines. Here's your choice: A, B, or C. Who are making trillions of dolla- dollars I don't know. And I and I'm not even saying that that they're not perfectly safe and that I should should, you know, that everything's all copacetic with it. I don't know. And that's the problem, is that I don't know. And I do know that when people talk about the science, I am really skeptical of that because You can find scientific evidence for whatever you want. If you if you go and you do research on this, you're gonna find just as much pro as you are anti on this vaccine. And so and so like so you can't you can't act like people who are anti vaxxers don't like science. Because I do like science. But I don't necessarily trust the science. And I'm going to end the podcast, but I wanted to, to share this. When I was in college, I had an amazing professor. I I had to take statistics. I This was in my graduate school. I had to take statistics and... It was a really hard class for me because it didn't make any freaking sense. I'm one of these type of people that I have to understand something. I have to understand the why of something. So, a lot of science really kind of got me, science and math, like what like it was just like you know, you put this together and then that happens and I I was never really explained the why part of it. It's just the way my brain works. Um And now I've lost what I was, what I was trying to, the point I was trying to make. Oh, gosh, I lost the point I was trying to make. Oh, wow. Anyway, I thought it was significant, but I just can't remember. Um, Because I was getting bogged down. Oh, that's what it was. So I'm taking this statistics course and, and my professor gets down to basically this idea of trust no one because these labs where these things are made are a lot of times at universities or at studying hospitals they're, um, and they get a lot of money. So they get all this money to do this research. But then there is also this expectation that the desired outcome will be the outcome. And so, and then the implication is, is that sometimes they either bribe the lab technicians with money or they threaten them to lose their jobs, lose their funding, you know, based on the records that they come up with. And so, like, I'm just giving an example, like, if they were going to offer them $200,000 to doctor this, I mean, that's a substantial enough money that somebody may consider it. And it's just something that um, that I learned from there. So he gave me this gift of of do not always trust and kind of trust no one until you find you know reason to trust in it. That sort of burst busted my bur- bubble, huh? This idea of statistics are. Actually, contrived. (laughs) And on that note, I am going to go back to bed. I really appreciate you all listening. And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.